Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Restrictions across the country have made life a little harder for most. One thing I'm thankful for is still being able to train with friends on Zwift any time of the day. Being motivated by the massive community means there's always someone to ride with and new locations to explore, like the new Japan-inspired Mercury Islands, my personal favorite, and the UCI World Championship courses. Riding with friends makes the training easier and they always know how to push me. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Ride on. Bonjour, bonjour, buongiorno. Welcome to the... Uh, Z- you just said buongiorno. I know. Buenas tardes. Hey, bear with me. Buongiorno. Hey. There's an Italian flavor today. Really? Yeah. Well, it's not the Giro d'Italia. I know, right? I know. It's the Vuelta. Come Buongiorno, on. welcome to the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download or stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friends at uh, Zwift. Joining me is, if you heard him already, but he's definitely... No, 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 I butted in. <laughs> I do it all the time. I'm sorry. Uh, it's good to be here. Fantastic stage. Absolutely. But a I'll, brilliant I won't, stage. I won't. Give anything away. No. We're going to delve into it <laughs> shortly, folks. So thanks for joining us, Couch Peloton. Absolutely. And then why have we got an Italian mm, flavor yes, today? Why? Because uh, this man is joining us. Do you know who that is? Matteo Bono. It's Matteo Bono. Matteo Bono is with us today all the way from the western suburb in Melbourne. How are you, Matteo? Hey, guys. I'm fine. How are you? Really good, really good. And thank you for joining us. So Matteo Bono is an ex-pro. I'll let you do the, uh, the honors of, of introducing Matteo to our audience. Well, yes. 12 Grand Tours, Matteo. Six Tour de France. Five Giro. Thankfully, you've done one Vuelta. So that's good. <laughs> you've done one Vuelta. Uh, you're a pro. You actually turned professional the year I retired. So that's how we never crossed paths. Victory in Tirreno Adriatico. Huh. Stage win. Stage winning Tour de Romandie as well. You've had a pretty good career, a long and successful career. But my first question, how did you end up in Australia? Good question. Uh, my fiancé is Australian. And uh, yeah, I decided to move here uh, once I, I finished my career. Exactly my last race was in, uh, in China, the Guangxi Tour. And after, after Guangxi Tour, I just came here. And I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And now you're stuck with with all of us. We are all stuck yeah. here. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's a problem, but that's okay. <laughs> but welcome yeah. and thank you uh, yeah. for, for joining us uh, today on, on the podcast. So thank you, guys. yes, it's the Vuelta. Yes, we have to talk about that. And we have an Australian winner. I mean, how pumped were you uh, yesterday? Yeah, I was super excited. And uh, Matteo, you'll have to excuse us. Uh, we, we get... Very excited, obviously, when an Australian wins. Yeah. But you can help us dissect what unfolded. Michael Storer, the brilliant man himself. Let's have, was, a look, let's have a look at the stage. Yeah, this was the closing kilometres here. So there was a breakaway all day. But Michael Storer, this was the moment he went on the attack. On the last four kilometres, very steep. It averaged around 10%, but there were pinches of 15%. Adam Yates back in the chase group, what was left with Primoz Roglic. And Egan Bernal, he was setting it up for Bernal, his teammate. He got rid of Mikhail Lander. Uh, Vlasov got dropped as well, but no one was stopping Michael Storer. He rode away from Pavel Sivakov, Carlos Verona also, soloed across the line. Is there anything better 
than winning solo. And then in the chase group, you can see here, this was what was left, if you like, of the GC guys. Adam Yates, Primoz Roglic on the wheel, uh, Enric Mas, uh, Lopez was also there for Movistar, Egan Bernal in the white jersey. A very small select group. So there was some damage done. It wasn't. It was a mountainous stage, not high, high mountains. But again, Michael Storer, his first Grand Tour stage win, his first World Tour win, I believe. Yeah. It was pretty good. Matteo, it, it was a great ride by Michael Storer. It was an amazing ride, and I have to be honest, I'm not surprised because I, I had the opportunity to, to, to know him, and I, I rode with him, and he's a really strong rider, and uh, I think he, in this weather he can get still uh, some good results. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah. It, was, it was super. He's pretty humble too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And actually, you know what? Let's listen to uh, Michael Storr. It's all about him today. Michael, you're a stage winner of La Vuelta. Did you expect that? Uh, no, I didn't expect it. Um, yeah, I, I knew I was in good form. Um, yeah, I knew, uh, yeah, just need to have a go. Um, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, really happy and surprised I managed to do it today. Uh, it was a really, really difficult stage. Uh, yeah, I did not enjoy that last kilometre. And yeah, I think I'll, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, now I'm starting to realise uh, I made it. And um, yeah, I really enjoy this victory. Um, Your yeah. team was very motivated. You had a lot of riders at the front. What was the plan? Yeah, the plan was uh, yeah, to be aggressive. Um, yeah, uh, try and uh, own the race. Um, I think we really, uh, to be honest, we really dominated the stage today. I'm uh, so impressed with the guys. They were, uh, I don't think we put one step wrong today. It was uh, really an incredible team effort. What does it mean for you? Is this uh, only the beginning of a big career? I hope it's just the beginning. Um, yeah, I hope, um, yeah, I, d I don't know what I'm, capable of in the future um yeah this was my next goal to win a race at world tour level um so i'm really really happy um i'm gonna have to set a new goal now so now for the first time you are really the destroyer yeah i think that nickname's uh taking on thank you very much well done man. no worries honestly the vuelta What's happening next to the man that just won the stage? Our first Australian winning the stage this year. What's yeah. happened? Yeah, I love uh, Jean-Francois Kinet. Matteo, the man doing the interviews, uh, the Frenchman, he has a strong affinity with Australian cyclists over a long, long period. And he used the, he made the, the small joke, uh, uh, store of the destroyer, <laughs> uh, because he's, he's such a quiet, humble sort of young man. And they call him the destroyer because he, he's not really... But now that nickname is going to take on some real meaning. And you, you've, you raced with Michael. Um, did, you, did you get to know him very well throughout your career? No, not really, not really well. But, uh, yeah, I had the chance to, go to, 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 to meet him in the race. And, uh, and, yeah, I have to tell you that he's really strong. He's also if he's young. He's really, really strong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's have a listen to one of his teammates because we call him today he's the teammate of michael store he's the leader of the sm is romain bardet yeah uh, and he's he's not like he's not 
you know Min Feast in the mountain, Romain Bardet? He's pretty good in the mountain. He's not bad. He's, he's not, not bad. bad. He's, 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 he's okay. Yeah, he's, he's all right okay. in TT as well. But, uh, <laughs> but let's listen to uh, Romain Bardet and he's explaining the tactics that uh, Team DSM had yesterday. Very nice. Nice day for the team. We had the number we set at the front and uh, yeah, the race was really hard. Really hard, really high pace, high pace during the first climb. And then uh, we managed quite well in the, in the end, I think, because... Uh, I knew I couldn't uh, really have the freedom to move, so I tell already Michael to, to give it a go, and uh, with Pavel it was really nice, and uh, I knew he could, uh, he could uh, beat them all, and that's just what he did, so it's nice. You were surprised to be at this level after the blow of the crash? Yeah, to, to be honest, it was so hard today that uh, for sure I feel the knee, I'm not 100% yet, but uh, still, you know, um, I'm just a bike racer and I enjoy racing, so when uh, I was front I just wanted to do my best. There you go, uh, Roma Bardet. He's bounced back. Yeah. Uh, Matteo, I'm impressed. I mean, you've been a pro a long time. Uh, you probably saw that crash of Roman Bardet two days ago. I'm, I'm just impressed. Not only is he still in the race, but he was in the breakaway uh, overnight. Yeah, you know, I think it's, it's a bit inside the rider when, uh, you know, when you have a a crash uh, it's always hard but you always try to yeah to go ahead and uh, and fight uh, as much as you can and he's a fighter he's always been and today he was sorry yesterday he was in a in the breakaway and, and he did and they did a great job because all the the, the team they team they did an amazing job. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole teamwork. But when we look at uh, footage like this, I mean, uh, Maka, you got some strong vision about how the boy and how humble Michael Storer is. Yeah, and, and I want to bring you in on this, Matteo, because we look at Michael Storer. You've, you've won some big races yourself. Look at this. There's no immediate celebration. He's firstly, he's very humble. Two, it just shows the effort that he put in he he could not celebrate just yet and he needed help getting to the to, to the interview area talk us uh, talk to us about this you know uh it's the Vuelta. it's not uh it's not as small race it's one of the biggest races in the world and uh, and for a young rider it's always something special it's always, it can be a shock i i tried myself and, uh, and yeah, I think uh, he was a bit shocked, and and you need a bit of time to realize what 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 you achieve in that moment. So probably this one of the reasons. It's true. It's yeah. true. You, you, you're spot on. It's he's but, shocked, uh, but he also he, he also shows that when you're spent, you're spent. Oh. Uh, when you see when you see him not being able to walk after I mean you and I we go well, probably more you than me and probably Matteo more than even <laughs> all of us but yeah. when we go on the ride sometimes you you know you, on a Sunday morning you just We're, come out you go okay it's a bit stiff well, even on your electric bike <laughs> even on my electric bike <laughs> uh, come on stop it <laughs> but no, you, you, you see what I mean like sometimes it's a bit stiff but this when we saw him really struggling to just walking after mm. the, when you spent you spent I mean you've you've been retired now enough so we can talk about it do you miss these days Matteo do you miss that feeling of burning in your leg after being 125% spent no not really <laughs> I have to be honest uh, you know being being in, in this in this situation it's always uh, uh, amazing because you are riding the, the best races around the world but 
it's hard it's really really hard and when you are there on the bike and you are almost crying because your legs are bursting it's uh it's hard and and honestly now i I, I'm fine. I'm fine at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty, yeah. After watching, I'm with you. After watching last night, every year I'm yeah. retired, I'm even happier doing my current job. Well, a couple of years ago, you went and do, I might do a bit of crit. You went on to do a bit of crit, I am as well. But, <laughs> mate, that's, yeah, that's, it's called Masters. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm the happy doing series. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's why fun. I'm getting, that's why electric bike is the way. Mate. Yeah, that's yeah, why. yeah. Uh, let's have a look at, you know, <laughs> here, Matteo, in, in this program, we've got a tradition to show the, 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 the champagne popping for, for the winner. But this one is uh, just a little bit more tasteful because it's Michael Storer. It is, it is. Uh, I think we better, let's, let's get yeah, to it. Let's play, let's roll the plate. Yeah, um, yeah what an incredible day. Um, yeah, the team won't be show today. It's, yeah, haven't seen this kind of yeah cooperation. Uh, yeah, in many races. Uh, yeah, the drive, the guys. Uh, yeah, show today after yeah Roman. Um, yeah, having having the crash. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, yeah it's been a long time. Yeah, coming for this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people in this room that have shared. Yeah, uh, for a four-year journey with me, um, yeah, developing over the years. Um, yeah, so it's really, really special with this, uh, yeah, with this group. Um, yeah, it's amazing to, yeah, all that, yeah, the trust in me um, over this development. Uh, yeah, it really means a lot. And also, yeah, the guys, <laughs> yeah, incredible job. Um, yeah, truly, yeah, truly special day. uncomfortable that my my daughter's year six poetry <laughs> recitation you know it's she's like he's pinching his short he doesn't really know how to he, he, he feels a bit like this it, it goes back to what you said Matteo he's he, he and I keep saying it he's such a hung, humble young man and he's still a little bit in shock you can see there he, he doesn't know sort of how to deal with the moment it's it's something special isn't it yeah it's uh yeah, it's, it's can yeah it can be shocking. I, I repeat, it's uh, it's not a, a a normal race. It's the Vuelta, and uh, you know uh, it's important. And for someone like him, uh, that it's humble and uh, really quiet and kind of guy, it's yeah, it's something that can put you out of the place. So t tell tell us, Matteo, actually, how sweet does that champagne? taste when you as a, as a team member work so much on a grand tour you've done so many grand tours so you you must know that but when you work so hard and one of your teammates wins that stage how sweet is that champagne that night is and how much do you want a second glass if you only allow one how much do you want a second glass 
Yeah, it's. I have to be honest. That uh, is the best moment that you can get during the race because it's a repayment of uh, a lot of sacrifices, a lot of sacrifices that the, the team uh, makes during uh, all the all the race. And uh, yeah, it's it's really it's it's great. It's a great moment and. Uh, it's good. It's good for everyone, but not just for the riders, for all the staff, for the therapists, for the team director. It's, it's a special moment. It is. And the zigzaggers. Yeah. They were, <laughs> the zigzagger, zigzagger was, it was high. Did we give, what do we give them? An eight out of 10? Uh, no, this one is a, it's probably a, close to a 10 out of 10 because <laughs> no, no, what was nice in this little thing is that someone said, we stand up for this man. Yeah. It's like, we stand up for this man. Yes. Well, we well what's, what's really cool about it too is let's remind everyone that he leaves next year. Yeah. He goes to yeah. Group Armour next year. It's not next year. In a few months. In a few months. Well, that's in right. a few months. Yeah. And which is next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, but the respect they've got for him, the, the yeah. respect that this squad that he's leaving, that they have for him, is, uh, was pretty impressive. And, and when we go back to what Barde said before, that he, he's probably too marked for, for him to do anything. He was too marked to do anything mm. in that stage. So he decided to say, come on, Michael. Let's surprise them and you go. Yeah. And that is also a show of respect from someone like Roman Bardet. to just, just join the squad. We just joined yeah. the squad. So uh, this is quite interesting. Okay, let's talk about one pivotal point. And I don't like to use this word pivotal, but mm -hmm. there's a bit of a pivotal point with Pavel Sivakov on yes, this attack. Yes. Let's listen to Pavel Sivakov and then I think we can debate what's been said here. Okay. Well, Pavel, take us through this day. That was a nice day for the breakaway. You were at the front, you were strong. Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah, but nah. Yeah, I was feeling really good today. Maybe got a bit too carried away. I was maybe yeah, a bit too confident in the final uh, against Thor, but yeah, that's how it is. I mean, at one point I had a bit of bad luck, dropped my chain and he attacked, that wasn't so nice. And then I came back, he kept pulling, he didn't want to really pull, but yeah, no, he was definitely the strongest in the last time. I mean, yeah, I just missed a little bit in the end. So yeah, chapeau to him. And uh, yeah, then uh, Carlos Verona came back as well and that was a bit empty. Towards the end, probably a bit too much in the, in the First, first part of the race. That's how it is. But it's a nice feeling to to go again, like to, to have a chance to, to play the victory. Doesn't happen so often. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, nice, nice, nice feeling to, to do this again. Yeah, nice feeling. But let's talk about the chain gate. I'm calling it chain gate. Okay. Yeah. It, what do you make of this? Well, and explain to us what happened. Yeah, there's two things. Um, one, uh, Matteo, it was very a la uh, Alberto Contador, Andy Schleck <laughs> um, in the Tour de yeah, France a long time ago. Yeah, so what did you make of that moment when Sivakov chain, he's dropped his chain, um, Michael Storup, he effectively attacked. But then the second part for me is Sivakov tactically, I thought he rode really... Um, he just didn't tactically do the right thing. He was he showed his cards very early, Sivakov, on the second to last climb. He should have kept working together with the guys, uh, but he tried to attack them. And once Sivakov attacked uh, Stora and, and the other guy in the break, that was it. They didn't want to work with him any longer. What did you make of, of all of that? Uh, I think uh, he felt really strong. And 
and probably he felt really, really, really well. And probably he was sure to 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 get to the end and, and win the stage. But despite that, you can't uh, you can't make this mistake. Uh, but the way he he rode the stage was pretty unbelievable because I understand uh, attack, attack once, attack twice, but you can't, um, you can't when you have a 50, almost one minute and you are in front with other two riders and there is a, a good feeling that they are, you're working well together. I can't, I can't understand the reason why attack again. He could wait the, the last, the last time, and and yeah, and play his his cards there. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm I honestly, I'm a pretty pretty shocked uh, for how he he rode the stage. Yeah. So, so yeah, what I'm you, glad you say that because I I was too. What, what do you think the DS was telling him in in the earpiece? Is what the DS but, uh, really sort of launched him onto this? I thought, I, yeah. You can't I swear on this program. This. You can't swear. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I can't believe also from the car what you are in the car and if you see your 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 rider making mistakes, you you tell the rider wait, be calm and uh, there is time. You are the strongest. You don't need to to push so much i don't know i don't know what's happened there i don't know what what was going on yeah 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 it's true because i mean they're such a i mean look they're one of the biggest teams in the world they are probably uh, the biggest in the and, world. and and sivakov he's look he's still a young pro yeah and and to be fair we're criticizing him but he did say himself i made the mistake of doing yeah, too yeah. much so he, he's at least accepted it himself but Gee, when you're, as Matthias says, it's the Vuelta. It's it's the chance of winning a stage. You have to do everything right. Yeah. And, and what do you make, actually, very quickly before we move on, uh, what do you make of all those young riders, including Sivikov and Storer? Uh, you as a as a senior rider and you decided to, to retire. Uh, are you happy, glad you retired because these guys coming are really pushing the limits? How do you rate this new generation? But it's yeah it's i think it's it's normal i think it's uh it's right that the new generation comes in and uh, and start to yeah to get the place also because uh cycling cycling is changing is changing a lot and uh young riders fresh a lot of energy really strong they're they're taking their place in this cycling and uh yeah, the future is is young. Um, riders, okay, Valverde is an exception, and older riders, but uh, now riders that are 18, 19 years old, they are ready to ride the, the best race, uh, races around the world, and, and they are ready to win the best races around the world. Uh, there is no, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, when a rider was 20 years old, was young and uh, the rider had to, to wait and to grow slowly and to get experienced. Now, now it's not that that cycling anymore. A young rider is a strong rider and has to jump in and 
and, and win. This is how it works today as today. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. so so just on this question actually because you you used to write for UAE so Lamprey and, and UAE uh, you're probably still very close and you know people are still writing in UAE is there part of you that still think damn I, I, if I waited another couple of years I could have written with with Pogacar and experienced this and, and how do you see this performance with a young guy that is just basically blowing up the whole cycling world Pogacar I, I tell you this story. Uh, 2018, we were in the in a training camp, Sestriere, for uh, with the team all together, and uh, Pogacar joined us because he he's, he was already contracted by by UA, the UAE, and he was my roommate. He arrived in the training camp uh, that was on one week or ten days without training because he wanted just to rest. And he was there with us because he was um, training for the Tour de l'Avenir. After a couple of days that he was riding with us, he was flying. <laughs> there was no way to, to, yeah, to keep his pace. And he was 19. It was just unbelievable. When you see a rider like like Pogacar or uh, there are a lot of young riders that now they are joining the group and and you see their performance yeah you can understand they they they, they were born to ride a bike you yeah and they will win and they will always win and they are smart they are, yeah it's it's amazing yeah. We can see the amazing steel in your eyes. Well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, it's, I have to be honest, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's take a break now because there's so much more to uh, to talk about. You've seen our version of the race, but we always have a bit of an alternative, Matteo, here in uh, in in the in this podcast. And now and then she pops in and gives us her vision of the race. This is Belinda with a sidetrack. Of the race. Courtesy of the Couch Peloton. Courtesy yeah. of the Couch Peloton. G'day, Dave and Christoph. So much has happened since we last spoke. Let's get to it. Right, stage seven. Six categorized climbs and about 16 uncategorized climbs. Oh, chaos in the Peloton. Riders getting dropped from the gun. Let me try and explain to you what happened. Uh, he's gone. Six riders out of the race, including uh, Jakobsen. Uh, Yep, I think this is it. 29 riders off the front, half a DSM, and four Australians. Hamilton, Haig, Vine, and Michael Storer. Ooh, what's he up to? Back in the peloton, Valverde's put in an attack and... Oh no, he's crashed. Okay, JJ Rojas is there. He's pulling him out of the ravine. He's checking his collarbone. And now he's riding... Oh, oh Valverde's out of the... Wait, no, he's back on his bike. Okay, now he's out of the race. Oh, what a shame. Okay, but it's cycling, so we can't stay here. We've got to go back to the front of the race because Michael Storer, he's under attack from Sivakov, Craddock, Verona. It's coming up. It's steep. Michael takes the win. Yeah. Sorry, neighbors. Yay. Okay, and Roglic, like an awkward birthday present, he can't give that red jersey away. He's still in red. That enough action for you, Christoph and Dave? 
Yes, uh, definitely. And Belinda, you're spot on. Like an awkward birth, one of those birthday presents you just don't want. Yeah. He cannot give the red jersey away at the moment. It's it is exactly that. Actually, I never saw you wearing that shirt. I bought you. But anyway, that's that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a different. Yeah, that's a, it's it's, it's, at, it's at the, in the two dollar bin, mate. Uh, at the op shop reminds me of something. Anyway, she made a very good point, though. The crash from Valverde. Oh. Let's go and have a look at this crash. Uh, here's the footage of how it happened. Take us through. Yeah, look into the corner. There, bang. This is. It's terrible to replay and show this is the aftermath he gets back up and you can see the director sport if Matteo that was uh commentating that last night we know it's part of professional cycling but the aftermath for Alejandro Valverde he's one of the greatest of our sport but the way when he withdrew finally he was crying he was he was so distraught he just loves cycling he loves racing his bike it was really sad to to see him exit yesterday yeah it's you know when someone uh, crash it's it's always sad but for Valverde you know this probably was his last Vuelta uh, is the race that he loves the most and uh you know, I, I understand. Uh, I understand what he, what he felt. Uh, also, if he is forty one, he's a um, he's ex- an experienced rider. You know, on a bike. <laughs> yeah, on the bike we are all kids, and we are we we all want to to ride, and and especially when it's your race and the Vuelta. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really a shame. It's really sad what happened to him. How, how easy as a as a rider you rode with him alongside in, in a peloton over many years? How, how easy and how is he respected? Uh, because we we see this from afar, but you've 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 you know went shoulder to shoulder with someone like Valverde. So tell us how is he respected in that peloton? Oh my God, Valverde is probably the most respected rider in the in the world. He's 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 a really lovely lovely guy and. Uh, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, we we love him, and actually, our boss, uh, um, Catherine, Catherine loves him. Oh, she's bits. yeah, she almost stalker. She's almost the stalker. You mean she's commenting things like this? Is she? She's oh, commenting is like she, oh, she's Valverde. <laughs> Whoops. Valverde, big heart. Awkward moment. <laughs> she doesn't care. She knows. She knows. I'm hanging it on her. Um, but now look, and what was what was? I know. We'll just we'll we'll, we'll move on from it, but. It was really sad also, Matteo, because Valverde wasn't just in the race. He was fourth overall. Yeah, he was in the race. Probably probably in the race at 41, as yeah. you say. And I said to Matthew Keenan, my co-commentator, I am not writing Alejandro Valverde off in this in this yeah. Vuelta Espania because he is that man. And so it's just even more tragic that, that he has to withdraw. And as you say, potentially his very last Vuelta Espania. Absolutely. Uh, let's look at uh, the uh, GC. And of course, this man can't give away his uh, red jersey, Roglic. Uh, what do you make of this now? The display, he was attacked, of course, but he's now in red. We'll have a quick look at the, the stage tonight. Uh, is it all now an open Roglic show? Or is it, is it, did he sh- what did he show yesterday? Well, I think I'd like to 
handball this question, pass this question to you, Matteo. I think 100% Roglic would have been happy to lose the jersey yesterday. Now he keeps it. We have a flat stage tonight. What do you think the tactics for Jumbo Visma will be moving forward? And what do you think the tactics should be for Jumbo Visma moving forward? Well, I think, of course, losing the, the red jersey would have been better for them because, you know, at the end, uh, at the end of the three weeks, uh, energy, uh, you, you have to really hold on them. So uh, probably would have been better for them to lose the, the red jersey also because, let's be honest, at the moment is the, the strongest, the strongest rider in, in the race and it's pretty easy for him to to go and, uh, and get the, the red jersey again. But he doesn't have to underestimate the other riders, Bernal and uh, yeah, and, and also all the riders that are a bit uh, a bit back on the on the JC, like also Carapaz. And I, I I wouldn't exclude them from uh, come back on the JC because it's a it's a hard uh, it's a hard race. There is a lot of terrain to attack. And if you get a if you get a, a bad day, minutes can minutes can fly, and uh, yeah, uh, probably yeah, he's he's also riding in a good way. He's not spending uh, much energy. So let's see in the next next few days what's happened. Next week, of course, will be a a good uh, a good test. There are. Uh, yeah, there are a few hard stages. Let's see. Yeah, it's hard to. I think it's hard to. It's hard to 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 beat him. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's hard to predict, but it's hard to predict past. Well, Roglic. the Vuelta, the Vuelta, as we've always said, it's yeah. that such an unpredictable yeah. race. Last Absolutely. last Grand Tour of the year. Yeah. Now, for something, uh, Sivakov is now in the Polkadot jersey. But look at this. Storer and Haig. Uh, he went really quick, actually. I'll play it again. Uh, Storer and Haig are really in the contention. They are. They are. Look, Jack Haig didn't go for... He didn't really go for any of the points. He, he just accumulated them in the breakaway. Michael Storer might get active now because he has a stage win. Now he can maybe go for that uh, Polkadot jersey. Um, but another question for you, Matteo. Jack Haig, the Australian, he jumped above his teammate and team leader, Mika Lander. Where is Mika Lander at? He lost time yesterday. He lost time the day before. Should Bahrain Victorious now start to focus on Jack Haig or do they have a joint leadership still? If, you know, Lander is, uh, we know he's a, an amazing rider, but unfortunately on the on the three weeks on the Grand Tours, he he's never been uh, super competitive to win a, a Grand Tour. Uh, if I was in them, I would I would think we plan to try and uh, and fight for uh, some stages and uh, think on something else for the general classification. We don't know they have also. Also, Caruso, uh, Hagen, Caruso, they can. You no, know, if they if they if they are going to sacrifice all the team for Landa, trying to to get a good result on the general classification, 
I think is not a good idea, in my opinion. But you know, I like that. So let's let's all work for Jack Hunt. Hundred percent. And you know, we saw Pat Shaw at the the jersey from uh, Michael Clark. Uh, Simon, Clark. Simon Clark. Simon Clark. Yeah. Michael Clark is Michael his Clark. father, actually. <laughs> Michael is his dad. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Simon Clark. Yeah. Uh, so Clarky, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that would be nice to have another one with uh, Jack Haig on the other would side. Would be good. Oh, would be good. Store. Anyway, yeah. uh, let's have a look very quickly uh, to the stage tonight. Uh, there's a bit more to catch the eye on this because if we look at this, we go. It's a good one to go. To bed there is for. A one single king of the mountain point, by the way. Yes. So right. the jersey stays with Sivakov, okay. no matter what. But what can we read on this stage? Because this is not talking, this is not telling us the whole story of this stage. No, it's not telling us the whole story. The map, uh, do we have the map? We don't have the map. We don't have the map. That's okay. The, the map doesn't matter. Let me, <laughs> I'll talk to you about it. it. It goes on this sort of, it's on, it's coastal road. Most of it, I think, is, is um, not, not exposed. But at the end, it actually diverts in a sort of left-hand turn back on itself and onto a, what would you, you would call an estuary. Mm-hmm. And it's a very narrow road for the last six kilometres out on the ocean. So wind? wind well, potentially. Wind. If, the, if the wind comes from the right direction and it's strong enough, then we could see crosswinds again. And we're talking in the last five kilometres. Five, so. And possibly before that because it needs to turn back yeah. around it almost goes in the opposite direction the last six kilometers to where they've come from hey, Matteo quick question for you because you've, you've you did ride in all the three Grand Tours uh, we know and I'm very biased but I'm right on this one uh, the Tour de France is the pinnacle but how can you compare riding the Giro and riding the Vuelta as a rider for me they look very they're different but also similar do you see the same action, same similarities they are are they similar race or they are completely different they are both really hard. Uh, probably the Vuelta is more uh, stressful because there are stages with wind and uh, it's hard in Spain. Also, also a flat stage like tomorrow that on, on, on the car, on the map, can, it seems really easy. Uh, it's not easy because it's always up and down, up and down. And at the end of the day, you finish the stage with almost 2,000 uh, meter elevation. Uh, so I think Vuelta is a lot harder than Giro d'Italia, in my opinion. Uh, for, yeah, you are never, never, um, you never have a, a quiet day at, at Vuelta. Never. At, Giro, at the Giro d'Italia happens to have the a flat stage that is total flat without wind and, and pretty easy. Vuelta uh, never happened. Well, yeah, I'm surprised actually. I would, I would have thought uh, I would have thought the Giro was harder. Yeah, but um, I mean, the, there yeah, go. there you go. But uh, and also, well, we we know Matteo, the coffee's better in Italy, so of course it's harder <laughs> in Spain, and the pasta is the best in Italy, so I mean, come on, man, would, now's your chance to promote your homeland <laughs> I would even give you this <laughs> even, even the Frenchman even the Frenchman agrees, because you know, Matteo, when you went to the Tour de France, every time you flew up to the start, you went I have to drink Long Blacks, Café Lungo 
Cafelongo yeah, for exactly. three. It's, a we, it's something yeah. that we do rubbishly in France is coffee. I say here, coffee in France <laughs> is absolute rubbish. And you know this, when I go to France, I actually bring my coffee maker because I can't stand the coffee in France. Uh, absolutely hilarious. rubbish. Hilarious. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, anyway, uh, Matteo, thank you for joining us. Look, I've got another question for you before we, uh, we finish this show. Uh, you went to TDU. This is you at Tour Down Under. Talk to us how yeah. this happened and, and how was it for you to make it to Australia and ride in Australia before you even arrived? You know, what did you expect and, and how was the experience riding down under? Uh, Australia is, uh, you know, uh, it's an amazing country. And you, when you come here the first time for the Tour Down Under, you don't expect uh, this kind of Mm, warm around around the race and i have to tell you that is one of the best races in the world uh, i i was amazed i am amazed for uh, for how they organize this race and the and, and the level of the of this race and i can tell you that a lot Almost all the riders love to come here in Australia for the Tour Down Under, and and they are right. I was one of them, and yeah, it's really a great race. It's so good that you came really back nice. and you never left. So that's good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what what we need is that now COVID to go away, and then all these races, including Tour Down Under, to just recap, uh, restart where we left it. We do, we do, we absolutely do. Anyway, this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Thank you so much. Grazie mille uh, to uh, Matteo Bono. See, I can do Italian. Thank you, well. Matteo. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. And then surely we, uh, we'll see you, Thank you guys. on our coverage again. Thank you, guys. Bye. This was Matteo Bono, and this was the uh, this is the end of the show. Uh, you're on tonight again. I am on tonight. We go back to our 10:50, I believe. People, Couch Peloton, 10:50. Join us if you snoozed last night. You won't snooze tonight because who knows? We could have another Australian winner. Bit of crosswinds at the end yeah. could suit Michael Matthews. Absolutely. And it's, of course, going to be on SBS Viceland and on SBS On Demand. This is it for today. It's been a bit of a longer show today, but we had a special guest, of course. Thank you for joining us. This was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me uh, remind you that you can uh, download, subscribe or stream to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central, Or you can, of course, log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, same place, same time tomorrow. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsors with La Vuelta is all about climbing. So why not try Geraint Thomas's athlete workout? Fun is flying uphill. A great pillar of any climbing is muscular endurance. And believe me when I say that's what you'll get. Testing yourself on training plans alongside world-class cyclists is what makes Zwift so exciting. I can't wait to show my mates the fitness I've been able to build at home. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and I'll see you on there soon. Right on.